Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new segment, a new uh, thing. Yeah, thing, I thing. guess you can call it. Um, that we're trying. This is a weekend update, so this is going to be a much, 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 much truncated version of uh, what we normally do. This is a news segment. We're going to do three news items um, that have piqued our interest over the weekend. But before we do that, I am Scott. And I'm Kelly. And this is the Right Wing Vegan. Um, please visit us on the web um, www. Do you even have to say that anymore? No, I don't think so. I don't think you do. Uh, rwvegan.com. You can follow us on Twitter at veganwing, and you can email the show at rwvegan.gmail.com. Did I not say at gmail? Dot gmail. I said dot gmail. <laughs> yeah, at gmail. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Could I convince you I work in an IT department? Uh, I don't know. So that is rwvegan at gmail.com. Kelly, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Are you having me go first? Go first. All right. So, recently, there has been a, I guess we could call it a mass exodus of campaign workers who have been leaving the camp of Bernie Sanders because they are claiming to be receiving poverty wages and not being able to make a living. Okay. Okay. So, I've done some digging on this. I'm looking this up. And a component of Bernie Sanders' campaign is to raise the wage as a, uh, a sign on the podium at one of his uh, rallies states to hashtag raise the wage. And he wants to fight for this $15 minimum hour wage for, for workers so that people can get out of poverty. Well, it turns out that his field staff in his campaign are actually at, they're under a union contract and they're making $36,000 a year, which is above the poverty level. But it also turns out that there are salaried salary members on uh, this, on his staff, field staff. And they are, while they're making $36,000 a year, they're working more than 40 hours a week as what tends to happen when you work a salary job. You work more than 40 hours and you just get paid a, a set wage. And so these people are working close to 60 hours a week. They don't understand how salary jobs work. And now they're angry because when they do the math, they're actually making $13 an hour and they feel like they should be making more money. So it's, go ahead. No, I, I, they work 60 hours a week. That's what they're, um, some of these field workers are citing that they're out there working more than 40 hours or up to 60 hours in a week and not allowing them to spend time with family and, and to work another job if they need to. That's interesting because uh, I, I, I don't know if it's all his campaign staff that's making a salaried wage. I, I don't know. It, um, it's, it's some, some are and some aren't. Fox News reported, uh, actually Juan Williams on Fox News uh, reported that, that the salaries average out to about $13 an hour. Yeah, so for I, salary workers. For salary workers? So that is under the $15 hourly wage then if it's $13 an hour. But they're also salary And employees. they're reporting 60 hours a week? Yeah. So I guess that would make sense if you take... Well, no. Yeah, if you, ta if you have extended hours, but you're making only $36,000, mm -hmm. and you can't take 40-hour weeks because you're not working 40-hour weeks. You're working 60-hour weeks. Yeah. So you would take that 60 number, and maybe that does come out to... To about thirteen dollars. Well, yeah, and I'm sure it does. But the whole point of being a salary worker is that you don't really have a set work week hour. Like no, yeah, like you could be expected to work more than that or less than that in any given week, but you are a salary. No, sixty's high. 
60 that's, is high. It's a bit extreme. That's incredibly high. That's yeah. ridiculously high. That's 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 too high. That's that's so high that 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 is like uh, what a car salesman works. You know, that's what somebody yeah. who gets paid commission works because they choose to work that because they they, they know that the more hours they put in, the more money they're going to get. Yeah. I think ultimately what this proves is that Bernie Sanders is a hypocrite. Yeah, and he really is a hypocrite because even just two days ago on Twitter, he tweeted, there is nothing extreme about raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. So he's like pushing for this, saying that, oh, let's do it, let's push this for 15 but yet he's expecting field workers to work extended hours and really they're only making 13 What's even more interesting about that is, you know, beside the hourly, which all my notes are about that, the, the, the hourly wage, obviously, but besides the hourly wage, First of all, I, I, I don't doubt in my mind that Bernie Sanders has no idea how much his field staff makes. I, I have no doubt in my mind that he, he, he barely meets these people. Oh, yeah. Maybe he does occasionally, but if they're unionized, which I, I've heard they are. Yeah, they then, are. Then I'm going to assume that somehow, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how these people decide to work for Bernie Sanders or whatever. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is that Bernie Sanders is not only a proponent of raising the minimum wage, he claims to be a representative of the working class. Yes. And, and what I, one thing I can tell you about the working class, because I would consider myself, well, I guess I'm upper middle class, but what, one thing I would, I would, you know, I do work. I work, I work 40 hours a week at least. Mm -hmm. and, and one thing that I can tell you as a member uh, of someone who, who works as a member of society, someone who works for, for 40 hours a week, the last thing I want to do is work 60 hours a week. That, that, that yeah. is absolutely the last thing I would want to do. I, I don't think that any amount of money could, could convince me that working 60 hours a week is a good idea. Yeah, and, and, and what I wonder, too, is if it's an expectation that these people are working 60 hours a week or if they are doing it just to try and sped, spread Bernie Sanders' message around. That's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming yeah. that they're selling these people on the idea that, listen, we need you to go out there. We need you to go out there as long as you possibly can because this message is important and we need to get this message out. So these people are probably motivated to go out for 60 hours a week because they really believe the message, which is great, which is fine. You believe what, you know, you're out there supporting what you believe and you're trying to get other people to believe it. The, but the problem is, is that Bernie Sanders parades himself as, as the, the uh, protector of the working class. Yeah. But yet he's doing nothing about his staff working 60 hours a week and making what equates to be about $13 an hour. He can't even apply this $15 an hour principle to his own staffers. Fine. Raise their money. You know what, Bernie? You're a, you're a millionaire. You, you own, you own, hold on, you own three houses. You own three houses and you're a millionaire. You know, you, you can afford, you know, you can afford to pay these people a little more money. Yeah. I, 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 so if you're going to make everybody else do it, then you should do it. Be an example. Yeah, exactly. Like set a standard 40 hours a week for your salary employees but, and, and, and just if you're protecting them, protect their working hours. Right. But, but much like what I believe a lot of these, these uh, policies are, I think they're all just, just, just kind of a show. You know, I, I really don't yeah. think Bernie Sanders... Maybe he does want to force everybody else to do this, but he certainly doesn't want to do this himself. And, and you know, I don't know if he really believes socialism is the answer, or if he's just out there trying to, to, to get people to buy into this because he knows that when you throw that number 15 around, you're going to get a lot of people who hear that and think, yeah, I'd love to make $15 an hour for an entry-level position at my company. But you don't think about other things like, well, what's going to happen is the company is going to realize it's just cheaper to get rid of your job, and they'll, yeah. they'll find a machine to do it. Yeah. And that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it, it already is happening. So uh, go into what is McDonald's use the kiosk? I think they do. I feel like I've used a kiosk. I think some McDonald's are. I know Panera does. You just yeah. like go in, put your order in, and you just wait for your name to be called. Yeah, and while thirteen dollars an hour is better than zero dollars an hour. 
Yeah, it is. So uh, the next story we'll cover here is about uh, my least favorite state, which is the state of California. Oh. Um, yeah, California is the undisputed champion of liberalism in this country. Um, New York is in a very close second place. Uh, they definitely contend for the number one spot, California and New York. And uh, they battle hard, but California is definitely the champ. Um, they're a shining example. You know, you know, you hear about all these liberal policies and these politicians are out here saying, we should do this, we should do that, we should, we should Green New Deal and socialism. And all you have to do really is look at California and you can see how well these, these are, are working out. I, I encourage you to do that. Go ahead and Google California. Look, you know, and while you're at it, look at the, the amount of homeless people who live in California. Um, just, just look that number up because it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. But um, besides that, okay, Berkeley, which is by far the liberalist of liberal in California, <laughs> um, is that they're the craziest, and we all know that. Everybody knows that. Um, but they are the first city in the United States of America to ban natural gas from new homes and businesses. What? That's right. So more than 50 other cities, too, it's important to note, in California are exploring the same type of law. So Berkeley's the first because they're the craziest, but other cities in California are exploring the same possibility here. Um, this is, is uh, incredibly stupid, and it is because it's you're forcing homeowners in your city to purchase more expensive options. You're, you're basically taking away the cheap option. And you're saying, hey, you know, I'm going to have you pay $10,000 more on for a house because it has to have solar panels on it. And this is bad, especially in California, where the homeless, the amount of homeless people is uh, significant. Significant. Uh, you're you're now increasing the amount it costs to own a home, which I'm sure it costs a lot in Berkeley, anyways. Because it, the funny thing is, is that, that usually um, liberals and these liberal cities, you know, they they, they say they support all these uh, these whatever liberal laws and they, they, they support these uh, immigration you know illegal immigration just let them come in and but but none of them are in these cities so that's why they support it right because they yeah. don't see the effects of what happens when you overpopulate an area they don't have to worry about that because they all live in five hundred thousand dollar houses and there's no way an illegal immigrants can afford anything in their neighborhood so they can keep them at a distance but they can force them on everybody else but they certainly don't want them on their front yard um this is outrageous, uh, simply because I, I understand that, like, caring about the environment is important. I absolutely get that. I'm a vegan. I understand that. The problem is you have to have plans. You have to have plans in place. You can't just pass a law that says, look, we are going to stop utilizing natural gas. We're going to force everybody to electric and solar panels and all this stuff yeah. without having a plan on how you are going to assist people to get to a level where they can do this. Yeah, it's incredibly expensive. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not about the government saying, like, we're going to give you handouts so that you can do this. But if you are going to pass a law that forces people to do this, then you need to, to think about how you are going to get people where you want them to be. You can't just say, all of a sudden now, you can't use natural gas and you have to figure out how, to, how you're going to afford this $15,000 increase in your, your house or whatever it is. You know, it, it's just not fair. And these things happen a lot. And it's just unfortunate. And you know what, that's why so many people are fleeing California. They are, they're just fleeing that state because it's, it's, it's awful. It's an awful state. Yeah. And it just like takes away people's ability to choose what they want, what source they want to fuel their home. Because I know there's a lot of people out there who will pick a, a house that is fueled by propane or they're fueled by natural gas, or if it's all electric, because people there's, there's pros and cons to each of those. And, yes. and by taking away this, your choice for natural gas it's just it's alienating people and more people are just gonna leave i mean they already be in plastic straws so now well, they're down brand in natural gas the only choice that liberalism wants to give you is the choice to murder something or not otherwise yeah. they want to take all your choices away and they want the government to make those choices for you yeah 
Um, the third item we're going to talk about, which is very interesting to me, official data, which was released by CBP.gov, which I believe is the Border Patrol, um, uh, one of their websites, it indicates that Mexico and U.S. border deaths have actually declined in the last two in, in the last two years, which are the first two years of the Trump presidency. Oh, that's really interesting. So what's very interesting is that there were 298 deaths in 2017 and 283 deaths in 2018, which averages to about 291 deaths. Now, when you compare this to the average under President Obama, his average was actually 372 deaths. Oh, wow. And President Bush's average was 382. So actually, President Trump has the least amount of deaths on average at the border per year. That's incredible. So that is incredibly incredible. And I say that because anytime any media that you would watch right now, any news article that you would read, any any story that you see makes you think this is not the truth, that there are more deaths, there's more violence, there's more awfulness at the border yeah. than ever before. And that is absolutely not the case. And data proves it. Yeah. Instead, they're plastering pictures out there of, of dead people. Well, it was one family. That, that started all of this. It was a father and a daughter, I believe, and they yes. both drowned. And, Which is very sad. And, and it's very sad, but at the same time, it makes me question your um, your abilities to be a parent. I don't understand why you would uh, have your daughter swim in, you know, these waters, and then you expect an outcome that's not deadly or bad. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, to me, it's, it's, to me, it's one of those things where no one else will say it, so I will. Um, it's common sense, folks. You yeah. know, I, physically, I can look at a um, a terrain and know whether or not I can traverse it. Uh, I understand these people are running from bad situations, um, but at the same time, you gotta be a parent first. How about that? And don't take your little kid to the border. Don't do that. Don't no. don't do it. Don't take your kid illegally to the border and try and cross through dangerous terrain. You are a bad parent if you are doing that. No one else will say it. I will. You are a bad parent. It is not the United States' fault that these two died trying to illegally swim into our country. No, yeah. It is not our fault. There are legal ports of entry. That's right. That are safe and yes. secure. If you make that choice, I want to be clear here. That is a choice, okay? Liberals seem, again, seem to think that the only choice that people make in their lives that they should be held... No, they don't even think you should be held responsible for that. Um, I was going to say abortion, but they don't even think that you, that, that's, that's a responsibility or there, there's no responsibility that goes into that choice. You just make it. You just want to get rid of the fetus, just make it. But they also don't want anybody to be accountable, held accountable for their choices. There's no accountability. There's no consequence in a liberal world that you just, you shouldn't be held accountable for that. Why should we hold these people who are trying to break into this country illegally accountable for what happens to them? No, that's, that's absurd. Obviously, it is our fault. It is the United States' fault because we need to be taking care of all of the, the people who are trying to, to break into the country, whether they're on our soil or not. Obviously, it's our fault, right? <laughs> it's got to be, I guess. But that's what they believe. Yeah. So anyways, that's our news update for this weekend. So we're going to try and do this every weekend. We're going to hit you with just a few news items that have taken place. Um, one thing I do want to note, a lot of people might go, why didn't you talk about Iran? There's a lot of stuff going on in Iran right now. Well, to be honest with you, I will let more... Build up. I, I will let more expert opinions comment on that. Um, I am not a military genius. I do not know what the right course of action is. I have an opinion, but I will save that and we will just see. I think tensions are very high, and um, I think I think there will be news continuing throughout the week about Iran, and maybe we will talk about it on Wednesday. But 
Uh, I will let the mili military minds speak about that and think about that right now. Anything you want to add? No, I, I think that covers our uh, little weekend update here. Just a few uh, news points. All right. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening. Again, on Wednesday, we're going to be talking about Joe Biden, and uh, we'll be covering the news as well. Um, I hope everyone has a really great rest of your weekend and a great beginning to your week. We will see, We will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.